For information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Day and welcome to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Welcome to PR Insider again. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and we are on Voice America Radio Network's business channel. We have a great show today. Um, a man is going to teach me how to behave in business because I, I think I need a lesson. Um, we, uh, I have a guest. Uh, he's a behavior strategist, and he's the president of corporate development and um, uh, the training firm Victory Consulting. He's also the author of a newly released book, uh, Results Through Relationships, Building Trust, Performance, and Profit Through People, as well as a sought-after media resource and keynote speaker. And he's worked with clients like American Express, Prudential, Century 21, Blue Cross, uh, Blue Shield and Turner Construction, and the list goes on and on. Joe Takash, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maureen. And Thank the you first for thing that I think I may have messed up on is we, when we had our little pre-interview, I forgot to ask you the pronunciation of your name, which I would imagine in business is important. <laughs> is it Takash or Takash? It's actually as though it were spelled T-A-C-K-I-S-H, Tackish, but feel tack-ish. not bad because I was once introduced to 500 people. True story is Joe Tackass. Tackass. Well, we don't allow tacky asses on our show. It's, all, it's, it's rated G. Okay. So tackish, and it's spelled T-A-K-A-S-H, and um, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. So tell us first um, about VictoryConsulting.com and what you do there and what, what it's all about. Sure. We're a corporate development firm, and we have a few areas of service, including corporate training programs on leadership and presentation skills. We have executive facilitation for the big wigs who can't figure things out and need a little bit of guidance. Mm-hmm. We offer executive coaching programs, as well as curriculum development. And uh, myself, I'm a sort of a born professional speaker from out of college. I started speaking to high school students and I'd given 2,000 speeches by the time I was 25, so it was wow. great experience. Learned a lot, how to laugh at yourself and how to uh, bounce back from your failures, and it, it, it's, a, it's a great business, and, and I'm very fortunate. So, so what's a typical client? So somebody comes to you, let's say, um, oh, let's say a, an, ordina- an ordinary company, let's say they have a... Um, an automobile. They're in the automobile business, and they have a, a car they're trying to promote, and they, they call you. What's, what kinds of things could you offer them? Well, I, I, so much of it depends on what their objectives are. Typically, for something like that, that would not be a typical client, candidly. It would be more of, say, an insurance company or a real estate firm or a construction company and if they're looking for a keynote speaker, then often what I will do is be the opener to both set a tone for, you know, kind of create a, a comfortable atmosphere, but also I, I typically will focus either on leadership or something relate, related to improving or positioning business results through business relationships. And 
What I focus on most, Maureen, is the feedback we often don't get. I was talking to a colleague of mine the other day, the subtleties of things that we don't get feedback on. And, and so those are the things that lead to the bottom line, but the higher you go, the less honest feedback you receive on them. So what, what, give me an example of what that would be. What's something that you wouldn't get feedback on? Sure. Uh, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus on your own show, but remembering people's names, pronouncing <laughs> people's names. No, no, I, I deserve it, man. No, no, honest <laughs> I to goodness. I, I mean, I've, I've, we all do this, but these are those little things that most people don't get feedback on that they make emotional decisions on, first impressions, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not you've learned about a person beyond the workplace, because people typically value their family beyond their work. Many leaders don't even do that, and so what they have is purely a cognitive connection, and there's no emotional connection that creates a breakthrough opportunity for loyalty, trust, and within client relationships, long-term opportunities. Right. So, so, so finding out more about clients than just um, or business associates than just the day-to-day workings of your job. Yeah, I, you know, I guess I look at it like if, if you go, if we circle back to your original question, why would I hire you? I mean, my job is to try to position the client to do better business, and I obviously find, uh, realize an ROI. That ROI depends on what they need. That return on investment right. is what they need. So I try not to prescribe any medication, if you will, until I know what the symptoms are. Similarly, I tell them the same thing. How much do you really know? Because what is the one fact? 97% the statistic of unhappy customers don't complain. And I would ask you and your listeners, how often when you have a lousy meal at a restaurant do you even approach a knife-wielding chef or, or even the manager? Typically, you'll, you'll leave. You'll tell a whole bunch of other people, and consequently, that business will cave. And my job is to try to advocate transparency, get that feedback so you can learn from them. Feedback's a gift. So I would imagine in today's environment where we have, we do a lot of um, shows about new media, but new media is the ultimate tool of getting feedback because there's an anonymity to it. So do any of your companies, do, do you sort of consult in the new media vein when you are working with these companies? Uh, let me clarify. By new media, do you mean social media? Yeah, social media. You know, I, I'm not a specialist at that. I, I, I know we leave money on the table. I think no different than how email came out and cell phones came out and now social media. It's like the technology comes out before the people know what the owner's manual is and there's not any protocol. What I will say is it's a wonderful networking opportunity. I think it's commonly misused, and there's a bit of, I don't know, to me, selfish transparency, and I don't mean to be cynical about it, but if you take Twitter, for example, mm-hmm. I've got a Twitter account. I think I've got over 2,000 followers, but I get the feeling, and I have a little bit of a, almost a, a dirty feeling about everyone's in it for themselves. To me, the benefit of, of really profitable relationships, Maureen, comes down to reciprocity. So until we learn how to reciprocally utilize these forums, I don't think we're going to be able to uh, take advantage of them. So, so I think right, they're definitely heading in the right direction, but I still think there's not a GPS, if you will, right. to use them appropriately. Well, I think with what's going on in, in, in Haiti this week, I mean, there showed a nice benefit to Twitter, but I think a lot of people just try to build their Twitter list. I think you're right on that. And it, without any substance to it, it doesn't really mean anything. They just have a big following, and they don't get much back from it. So one of the things that you say um, that I thought was really stuck with me um, is no relationship, no paycheck. What do you mean by that? 
Well, uh, case in point, if you were to hire me to be a keynote speaker for a group of public relations professionals, mm-hmm. and you asked me to call you at 1 o'clock Pacific time, and I called you at 1.15 and made no acknowledgement of my tardiness, mm-hmm. right now I'm sabotaging a relationship that would, that would you know, the, the indicators are going off that I don't know if this is a relationship, in fact, maybe more emphatically, this is not a relationship I probably want to engage in. So respecting the relationship and understanding what value is to the other person, to me, is the root under which uh, the tree must grow, and, uh, or on which the tree must grow. And so those relationships must be coveted. But again, the frightening thing, I'll, I'll give you one example. In executive presentation skills, I've had more than, I, I guess, 3,000 clients that I've videotaped in the last decade. I have not had one individual come back from watching their video and say, wow, I was phenomenal. I can't wait to show this at my family reunion. Everyone says, wow, that was, I'd rather have, I had, I had one client actually say to me, Maureen, this guy was successful, good communicator. He said, I would rather go through root canal without Novocaine than watch that again. That was painful. <laughs> well, that's frightening if that is the impact or the potential perception that clients or coworkers are having. Right. And so I, I guess I call this in a soundbite uh, perception alignment. My job is to help align perceptions so you are in lockstep, that your intent and your impact are, uh, you know, with each other in sync. So once you point out to a, a company, you know, sort of where their pitfalls are and where their, where their uh, relationships are falling short and where their presentation skills are falling short, do you come in and try and – and try to fix them, or do you hook them up with others who can fix them, or you just tell them what's wrong and, and leave? Oh, no, no, no. I, oh, ideally, the former, because <laughs> that puts bread on the table and feeds my children. But at the same time, if, it, if they're looking for uh, a service area that I cannot provide, then I will refer them to who I know. And if I don't, I will just say, you know, at this point, I think we need to move on. But typically I do. Oftentimes what I'll do is I'll do a keynote presentation. I'll, I'll give you one client. I did a keynote for their annual manager's meeting, uh-huh. and the CEO and I have had the lunch together, and he said, you know, some of the things that you spoke about our leaders really need. And I asked him, well, specifically what do you need? He said, we don't really have any succession management plan. We really don't know how to lead. You know, we're smart professionals with an entrepreneurial spirit, but we don't know how to confront our employees, how to not tolerate bad behavior, how to confront clients that are disrespecting us, not as partners. And so that is something that my firm specializes in. So it ended up being a, you know, it's since been a five-year relationship. Wow. And you come in and, and, and create a sort of handbook of behavior, or is it all? Well, no, it's typically a program. With this particular group, and I, I've got six others with me at my firm, that I've got a couple of executive coaches, and what we did with this group is we took a group of 18 executives, mm-hmm. and they're the top 18 at this firm. And ideally, I don't mean to make this sound too monetary-driven, but if people are going to pay what is a, not an inexpensive investment in a firm like mine, they're going to say, well, what is the probability of an ROI? So they're going to put in it the people who are going to contribute to their bottom line. So that's what they did. They took their top 18 execs, and what we did is we did a – 360 on them, a 360-degree assessment. And for your listeners who don't know, that's an assessment of each of these individuals giving 10 to 12 names. And we ask ask these individuals, what does Jim do well? 
that he should continue doing. It's start, stop, continue. What should he start doing to make him more effective as a leader? What should he stop doing that is hurting his progress, relationships, or effectiveness? Mm-hmm. What should he continue doing so he can build on the causes of his success? Wow. We compile that information, and then we provide an executive summary. So it's anonymous, but at the same time forthright. Right. And, and from there, yeah, it, it, it's brutal. <laughs> We've had executives cry, and uh, I mean literally cry, because we all see the world differently. And so some people might think they're recognizing employees and building morale by telling people what they could do better wow. all the time. So their approach could be completely wrong. Well, it, it, I don't know that there is a right or wrong as much as there is a different philosophy. And so what we try to do is understand what is going to, without uh, making a person inauthentic or trying to change their principles but adjust their practices, what is going to make them more effective? It starts with this sort of psychological profiling feedback. And then from there, we did workshops over the course of a year, every six weeks with these 18 folks on each of these different topics identified. Well, I want to hear more about uh, that corporate sort of corporate training, you call that, right, or executive coaching. And uh, we'll be back after a word from our sponsor we'll be with uh, Joe Takish at victoryconsulting.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you looking for a show to help you increase your sales and subsequently your income? Want to know what works and what doesn't? Do you want to have some fun and learn at the same time? Listen for Let's Talk Sales to Increase Your Income with Len and Jack. Yep, it's a long title, but it's designed to educate you, the effective sales professional. Each week, hosts Len DiNincenzo and Jack Cullen will help you stay focused on doing the basics of your trade consistently well. Tune in Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to PR Insider. I am learning along with you today. I have a guest on named Joe Takish, and he's delivered more than 38, oh, sorry, 3,000 speaking programs since 1988 for Fortune 100 companies. And he um, has had articles published in uh, NBC News, Entrepreneur, Selling Power, and he's even on PR Insider today with us. He's the president of, of a performance management firm, Victory Consulting, and you can find his website at victoryconsulting.com. Joe, welcome back. Thank you, Maureen. So I am fascinated with this whole, you know, arm of the business. When we were on break, you were telling me about, you know, sort of this executive coaching uh, that you do. Uh, you know, you, we were continuing the conversation, but you mentioned a, a word that you made up, a made-up word, which I love, um, called confidence. So can you tell our listeners what that means? Yes, I, I often say to groups <clears throat> that confidence is like an herbal tea. It's a gentle blend of kindness, confidence, respect, and humility. And with your verbal and nonverbal communication, uh, I, to me it makes a world of difference on your likability, the respect you get, the opportunities for clients. And so I'll, I'll, I'll give you one example. They're, one of the biggest clients I work with is a company they're in every, all over the country, including uh, L.A., Phoenix, I mean, name it. They're based out of New York, Turner Construction. Their, pre- their president is a gentleman named Peter Davron. Mm-hmm. And I watched this gentleman, sp- excuse me, I watched this gentleman speak to 150 new employees. And <clears throat> so many CEOs I've seen stand up, and they, they just have sort of that distance Mm-hmm. And and they're very corporate, and you just just feel like it's canned. And this Peter Davern was a guy who grew up through the trades as a construction guy, but as a brilliant executive, 
And he said something that was really neat. He said, you know, I was president. I just found out last week I'm also going to be CEO, and I want to let everyone know I'm scared to death. (laughs) I love that. But I'm a lot more confident when I look around me and I'm surrounded with people that I know are capable of taking us to the next level. And there was an energy in that room that everyone was drawn to. And to me, that was confidence because he assertively, willingly, willingly, Maureen, professed his vulnerability, yet at the same time circled back to say, but we will plunge forward with certainty. And I've never seen a group more captivated by their leader Mm -hmm. than what Peter Davern did. And to me, that was the epitome of confidence. It it hit all four of those, confidence, kindness, respect, humility. On that that note, how can you teach that to someone? Because I always think that's such an innate trait, to be just very honest. Like you look at Obama, right, and he's just... He speaks from the heart. And, you know, poor Georgie didn't. Agreed. Um, Agreed. It's funny yeah, you say that. So, so how, do you, how do you teach, you know, that kind of, is it is it possible to teach it, and, and does your company, are, are you able to do that? Well, two things. Number one, it's unquestionably teachable. We all behave differently in different circumstances. I've got a two-month-old, and how I speak to my little boy, Tony, hey, buddy, how are you, pal? I'm not going to speak to a group of executives and say, good morning, everyone, (laughs) right? I don't speak like that. So everyone has different sides to them that they can access. If you think about uh, reading a children's book, you're not going to speak the same way. So it is teachable, but again, I go back to the word, and I'm going to probably beat it down to annoyance for you, but feedback. If you don't get feedback and you're not able to make behavioral adjustments and modifications, then you can't. Now, at the same time, I want to validate what you said. I do think there is something innate for certain people. It just comes natural to them like a golf swing. Mm -hmm. But it is very, very teachable, but behaviors must be addressed. Wow. So I, I like that. I mean, I like the fact that you can teach it because I know people say to me, oh, you know, you're on the radio and you're relaxed and you know, oh, you're so bubbly and confident in person, but the idea of getting up in front of a crowd and speaking, I want to, you know, I want to get a root canal. <laughs> you do? It, I'm petrified. So that's that's nice to know that it can be taught. I mean, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the people that make it to the C-level, C executive level, uh, you know, they they made it for their credentials, not necessarily for their people skills, right? I mean, and to, to know that you can actually teach that is a wonderful thing. Yes, you would be outstanding. Are you kidding me? And <laughs> honestly, in three sessions, okay. it, yours would simply be, and, and I say this to every group that I speak on executive presentation skills to, is the, the biggest heckler in any audience is the one inside of you. So I really try to focus on that inside out, on how we manage that. Then we go back to the outside in, the behaviors that get there. But you'd be phenomenal. Thank you. I'll take that. Um, so so w- how did you get into this work? And then I want to talk about your book as well. So. Sure. I started speaking to, um, well, I was a speech major in college, mm-hmm. but a buddy of mine's brother started speaking, or he was uh, he used to speak to high school students on behalf of a local college here in Chicago, Robert Morris College, and they had a shrewd form of recruitment in that they would go to a high school and rather than beat them down with a selling the college for 50 out of a 60-minute high school period, they would speak on how to job interview or how to communicate or motivation. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of humor. It was almost like a improv skit type of mm-hmm. thing. And at the end of the period, once you became likable and trustworthy and approachable, then you got to plug the college for, you know, ideally some lead cards that would lead to right. enrollment. And then the kids, are, the, whoever's listening, thinks, oh, there's something I could learn there. Maybe I could actually learn something at this college. That's exactly right. Well, and then you become the embodiment of the college, right? Right. 
Uh, in other words, if they like me, they're more likely to like Robert Morris. If they don't like me, then the filter from which they see. So anyway, that, that is what it is. And then it just evolved from speaking to high school students to, to teachers, then to chambers of commerce and professional secretaries international, and then Prudential in 1996 was my first corporate gig. And then it's how, did you tra- how, did you, how did you parlay that from speaking to like the Chamber of Commerce to suddenly getting a corporate? Did you, did you solicit them or they came up to you? or How did, they, how did you get your first? Because I know the first client is always the hardest. Yeah, you're right. Uh, let's see. What Prudential was, someone saw me speak. Ah, someone saw me speak. They were in a conference in Chicago, and I was speaking at a chamber luncheon. And uh, she worked for Prudential, and they they flew me out to Jersey, and, and it evolved from there. And then what's nice about there is once I met a guy from General Motors, and he said, "Who have you worked with?" I said, "Prudential." He said, "Oh, well, let me hear more." Right. But my Let's business is difficult. One, you can't right? call people and say, "I'm a public speaker." People want to, uh, especially if they're going to pay you and and put you in front of people, and it'll be a reflection of them. They will have to have heard you or seen you. Right, right. And I know you have a lot of video on your website, which is which is really good. When you, you mentioned at the beginning of the show about um, uh, like real estate clients, and that, that sort of interests me because of what's going on in the economy. So what, what would you do with, it, it, you know, let's say there's a big development and a real estate development and they're not doing well. You know, the, the market's shifted and, the, and they, they're having trouble selling houses and they've got a, a big, you know, potential PR problem and a, and a, and a financial problem. What, what would you advise to a CEO of a company like that to come in and Boy, that's help him a, keep morale up in the, in the, within the company? Yeah, that is, that's a really tough question because I'm actually involved in a little bit of real estate development, and it's such a dry market everywhere, and it's hard to keep your morale up. But right. the, the one thing I will say is, well, first of all, let me, let me answer your question directly. What I would tell a CEO is to make sure that people are finding every opportunity in relationships and getting their name out there. Because what's interesting is there are still opportunities, clearly not nearly as many as there was from the boom you know, five to ten years ago. But the opportunities that come up, you should be first in line. But you're not going to be first in line unless you're out there networking, building trusting relationships, providing value. So I would tell that CEO, what are these folks doing to make sure that you're not only the first ones to hear about opportunities, you're the first ones in line that they're choosing. What is your differentiator? And that's what we would focus and drill down on. Wow. And that's, you know, it, how, has, the, has the economy affected your business, or have you just shifted over to? You know, it's interesting. It, it, uh, I've lost some clients as a result because either they just cannot invest, and I've picked it up elsewhere in even a better way. I mean, last year was as good or as, I mean, very fortunately, I knock on wood, I don't say that like, oh, I'm so responsible, because wonderful people have lost their opportunities uh, who are brilliant just by, you know, really the tsunami of this, mm-hmm. this brutal market. Mm-hmm. And you just... So, but, but for me, it's, it, fortunately, it's worked out well. Now, now, what's really helped is a keynote speaker, that is a much drier market, because companies, it almost becomes a, a function of ethics, Maureen, where people say, wait a minute, you're hiring this motivational speaker to come in, yet we're laying people off. What's not making sense? Right. What does make sense, though, is sales training, presentation skills, and leadership that contributes to the growth of the company. So because my firm has diversified services and coaching and facilitation and things like that, that's been what's been our profit center. Great. So I want to talk more about that. We're going to take a break in a minute, but I want to talk more about the sales 
you know, how you would help a company increase sales. I think a lot of listeners would be interested in that. And also, we all want to talk about your book. And we are going to take a break here. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and you've been listening to PR Insider on Voice America's business channel. And just look for my host page on, on the channel under Maureen Kettis or PR Insider. And you can always archive episodes. We'll be right back after a break. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back again to PR Insider. This is Maureen Kettis, and I am on with Joe Takish, who is a behavior strategist. He's teaching me how to behave, which I need lessons in. And um, we were talking before the break about um, sales, and I asked him, you know, for specific examples of having, you know, going into a company, helping them now in this economy, you know, that his keynote speech is going to be worth it to the overall uh, return on investment for the company, uh, that he can come in and actually help them increase sales through his speaking. So, Joe, take it away. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's a... That's a wide open field. It's like the Australian outback you've left me with. <laughs> How about a company that you um, that you specifically can remember that you were you felt effective when you went in and, and, and gave them a speech during this bad economy? Sure. Well, one company uh, I was speaking at. Well, actually, I'm going to go back to Turner Construction, if I may. Okay. I did I did a keynote presentation for them in Dallas, and mm-hmm. they're a massive company. They're $10 billion company, and within Turner, I have many different clients. And so I, I might speak to the aviation unit, or I might speak to the sports unit, or I might speak to the insurance uh, division out in Jersey. And with one particular group, it was the aviation team, I gave a keynote presentation to a small group of executives, and after that they said, hey, we are teaming up with the Indianapolis business unit to pitch a, an opportunity to build the uh, we've we've got to sell ourselves to build a five hundred million dollar airport project, mm. and we're going to be shortlisted with four other contractors, and it would be I think a six year five year project, and this was a few years ago, and so the presentation went very well, and I talked about the subtleties of building relationships, and they said, well, nothing's more important. We're going to be hanging around with these people for five years, or moreover, they're going to be hanging around with us. So why would they want to hire us? And, you know, I'm going to go back to the subtleties. I, I really talked about what, if I, if I had to put into one word what we're talking about, particularly for those who are, are in public relations of any profession, is are, you're either connecting or you're not connecting. And so what I talked to this team about was, first of all, how they presented themselves, their strategy, what approach, are they focusing on the benefits versus, you know, their own plaudits and accomplishments. But you know what? One of the things that made the biggest difference was the lead presenter, Maureen. I videotaped him because he had a, a pivotal role, and he was so intense. He almost looked like someone who was about to bite the head off a squirrel. Mm. And I said, Bill, you're a great presenter, but I'm scared of you. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to approach you. And therefore, if you're the expert builder, do I want to approach you when I'm not sure, yet I'm writing the check to hire you? And he was a really good guy, but he was so intense. Right. And so intense what we did is we dialed him so back lovely. a little bit. Right. And I'm not kidding you. We had him smile. And I, had, I said, think about things like your family, and it's those subtleties. He did it. We videotaped him the second time. It was two different people. He had the same suit, the same tie. And the same and, speech. And he had mentioned, and they ended up winning the project, $500 wow. million. And he said, you know, the biggest difference was I felt connected. I, I didn't feel insecure. I really connected. And so... I know that sounds really subtle, but it's a huge piece. So I really speak on what are the connectors that are going to open up the opportunities for you to display or demonstrate your competencies. Right, right. So it really goes. So it it goes back to the word relationships. I mean, making. You know, it's it's what we do in our business, where you know you have a client, they're about to go on TV, and I I had one time a plastic surgeon client, and uh, he was going to go on Entertainment Tonight, and he looked scary, like you said. 
I mean, he looked like, you know, the the neighborhood butcher. <laughs> you wouldn't want to have a facelift, you know, from a guy with a scowl. So it was working on smiling and, and um, relaxing and being himself. And then it was, you're like what you said. I was going to say, did he do work on himself? <laughs> that made him scary. No, I'm sure everyone was afraid. From what you're saying, right. <laughs> so I want to talk about your book, because you have this book, Results Through Relationships. And according to the New York Times bestselling author, Patrick Lencioni, Results Through Relationships is, quote, a handy guide of simple but powerful reminders for anyone looking to improve personal and professional effectiveness. So, so take me through uh, some of what, who, who's your target audience, first of all? You know, this sounds so canned, but it, it really is any professional. You know, I, I guess more realistically, it's people either starting out in business at any point um, to CEOs, but realistically, the people who are going to look at it and take the time, it's anyone who's passionate about continual self-development and those who are um, really confused about whether or not they're making a connection or they're successful. And so the, the, the core behind writing it, Maureen, was I, I was infinitely frustrated mm-hmm. behind the fact that uh, you know, I, I have a little bite in here, uh, if I may. It, it talks about, you know, kind of it's it's a it's a parody of, you know, C. Uh, Marion or what is it, or what is it, Dick and Jane type of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you know, C. Mary work. Mary knows her product. Mary gets promoted. Mary manages a team of people. Mary was an A student in college. Mary works hard, but she does not work smart. Mary doesn't motivate. Mary intimidates. Mary feels pressure. Mary thanks no one for contributing. Mary blames customers and yells at employees. See Mary get fired. Mm, Mary, I know, and it sounds kind of grim, <laughs> but my my point is, her intent was probably good, uh-huh. but in her work mode pressure, she killed it. Yet she might be the most wonderful mother and loving friend, but her work mode takes it takes it away from her. And you know, it, I think you know, and, and, and I'm a woman, so I can say this, but I think women in the workforce have you know historically been under more pressure to, uh, you know, to succeed, and, and I think we forget to be nice sometimes because we're so motivated. Um, you know, you have to learn how to lead. It's a, it's a whole other skill set. Um, I agree, and in, in women's defense, uh, my wife is a, a civil engineer, and she transferred from a Boston office to a Chicago office, and she felt like, geez, I've got to reinvent myself all over again. And what it did, did is it sort of jaded her, and the cynical side of her came up, not her best representation, yet she's an amazingly smart person. And so I agree. I, I'm, I've shake, uh, shaken women's hand in networking events that I could tell that they were trying too hard. I mean, they get my hand crushed like a Bulgarian shot putter, right. and I'm thinking, wow, you're pushing it too hard. Now, if I had to say things, regardless of gender, is are you authentic? Like, when I speak to you, I feel like you're the type of person that offline I'm speaking to the same person, and we have a tendency to change. This book is about authentic behaviors, mm-hmm. and most people think they are, but in fact they often aren't really, really themselves. For example, they'll speak to a client very conservatively, very robotically, yet if I ask them to speak about their passion on a weekend, whether it be taking their kid out to a soccer game or, or following the L.A. Lakers, the, the, you, just, you just see this enthusiasm you want to be around. So this book is about absolute behaviors that people were never really taught or given a manual on. That if you simply apply, like do this workout program, you're going to find better results. That's why that was the passion behind writing this book. Wow! So it's like a workout for your soul. 
Well, and also your business results. I think yeah. the subtitle is more important than the title. It's results and relationships. The subtitle, subtitle is building trust, performance, and profit through people. Everything goes through people first. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, have, you have these sort of uh, nine basic points that I, I found on your website that, that are in the book, and some of them we talked about already. Be willing to be vulnerable. Uh, offer direct and honest feedback. Um, you have one, transition relationships to partnerships. What is that? Well, case in point, if you are, we have a tendency to be a kowtowing suck-up at times, and if you are my client, I want to be in service to you, but I also want to gain your respect as a peer partner consultatively versus acquiescing to your every need, because number one, you may question my authenticity. So oftentimes, people put themselves mentally in an inferior position and will get walked all over, and ultimately it's not even best for their customer because they want the business. And sometimes it's tough. The economy's tough and you need the customers, but what I try to get into in that, that particular piece of the book is if you view yourself as a partner, uh, there's a, a great mentor of mine, Alan Weiss, he always says, the hardest sale you will ever have to make is to yourself. And if you see yourself as a partner and speak with that confidence then you're more likely to win the respect. And part of the reason I get hired, honestly, Maureen, is because I speak candidly. I try never to be cocky or disrespectful, but candidly to my clients. And I feel like, especially the higher they go, they say, you know, you're the only one I can count on that I know is going to challenge me and give me honest feedback. Right, right. I mean, I found that in in PR because people, you know, companies will come to me or individuals will come to me and they want representation. And I'll say to them, you know, to be honest, you're not ready for PR right now. This is, you need to do this, 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 and this, and then you're ready. They'll say to me, oh, my goodness, I went to four agencies, and they all said that they were ready to take me on. I said, well, how could they if, you know, you're not, your product isn't ready, you don't have your 800 number up, you don't have your website, you know, or whatever, it, whatever the facts are. And I think that truthfulness, in the end, you went out. Yeah, because in guess, the end, when they are ready, they're coming to. coming back to you. Yeah. No, that's a fantastic point. Uh, there's, uh, I have a, I, I call her a market positioning expert, and she has a, play, uh, a, a business out of Cleveland, Market Speak. And I'll tell you, she just browbeats my business as far as looking at the website and picking it apart. But I love it because if I don't get this feedback, then I could never improve. And so her candor is what I count on. She's the one who pushes me to get better. And times the feedback for us stinks. But I would tell you know, particularly the PR professionals out there listening, <clears throat> two things are important, and I'm, I'm preaching to the choir to a certain extent because you're more of the expert in that area than I am, but the common denominator is if you can answer the questions from your client's perspective or prospect's perspective, so what, what's in it for me? And really listen to them, which is a huge piece of this book. Effectively listen to what they need. Then you're going to make decisions as though it were your spouse or your best friend. And be that honest, you're going to win so much more long-term business. Wow, wow. We're going to have to take another break. And I want to, when we come back, there's a few more questions I have on your book. <laughs> and I don't mean to browbeat it, but, I, but it sounds so interesting, and I can't wait to read it. Um, this is your host, Maureen Kettis, and we've been talking with Joe Takish, a behavior strategist at VictoryConsulting.com. We'll be right back.
the market's up or down. Or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. So this is really hilarious. We're talking about honest feedback with Joe Takish of Victory Consulting. And during the break, I'm getting feedback, honest feedback. Um, and he's getting honest feedback, you know, thanks to the Internet um, in real time. So, um, you know, we're getting some people saying it's really great. And then we've got a couple other people saying let's pick it up. So we're going to pick it up right now. <laughs> So um, we were talking about your book, and I just had a couple other questions for you. And that was, you said um, one, of, one of your points that, that c- comes out of your um, books, uh, you know, the one sheet on your book, is engage in productive conflict. What is that? It's actually productive confrontation, yes. Uh, be, 
Well, I, I, productive confrontation is the willingness to manage one's ego and step up and speak the truth for the benefit of all involved. Now, that's you know, sort of my own little dictionary de- definition, which is rather boring. But, <laughs> but in fact, what it is, is it's the willingness to give people honest feedback about either yourself, about them, about the team, about the company, for the purpose of desired results. Now, many people say, well, that's great in theory, but I've got two kids to feed at home, and I've, and I've got a volatile boss. How do, you, how do you expect me to do that? And I would offer, there's a lot of prefacing statements you can make, which are, Maureen, do I have the permission to speak honestly? Or be vulnerable. Maureen, you're my boss, and I want to be completely respectful, but at the same time, I feel unethical if I can't be honest with you. Can I speak truthfully? Right. Or you signed my paycheck. Can I tell you what a crapper you are? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's great. Be self-deprecating. Be vulnerable. People relate to that whether they admit it or not. And it usually earns the right. I, just, I really believe, I love to get critical feedback, not for in a hurtful way, but for the opportunity to improve. If more cultures did that, they would be markedly, they would either be out of business for the right reason or they would have better business for the right reason. Right. I mean, and you have different cultures. I mean, talk about, you know, when you're doing international business, I mean, you have, like, Japanese companies who, who you know, their culture is you keep your feelings inside, and then you have companies like, you know, Italian or Israeli that are just out there. And how do you <laughs> – sometimes you have to deal with companies where there's uh, people from both kinds of, you know, from both uh, cultures, and it's, it can be very, very tricky. So, okay, so productive conflict. So you don't want to be afraid of your boss – uh, or as my mother always said, bully a bully, right? If, if, if somebody's uh, uh, yelling, you have a boss who's yelling all the time, and you have to tell them that's not productive, they might respect you more in the end, I think. It's the brutal honesty part of your book, right? Agreed. Uh, and, uh, and again, God love your mother, but I, <laughs> I, also, I don't want to make it sound like it's two rights make a wrong. To me, it's, it epitomizes what courage is. And the old cowboy John Wayne, Marion Morrison, <laughs> that courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyway. And I ask people, I always say, I said this to a group the last couple of days, Maureen, that I was working with, mm-hmm. advance the clock 50 or 60 years, and God willing, if we're still, still here, do you want to look back and say, boy, I'm really glad I didn't say anything and stick up for myself? So that's a good transition. You just gave me a natural transition, and that was I was going to ask you, what do you have, you know, lined up, what's your future goals, what do you have lined up in the near future, and what do you want to leave behind you as sort of a legacy of your, when you look back on your career? So let's start with what you've got in the near future lined up, something exciting you want to tell us or <laughs> something you're excited about. Well, sure, a couple different things. Number one, continue the keynotes and working with executive teams, mm-hmm. but I love working with entry-level people. And to me, I'm about the human spirit first, but uh, obviously from a profit and, and, and for, from a for-profit uh, productive business, I, I need to be able to tether that to the bottom line. So I, I want to work with all different types and constantly recreate the ability for organizations and the teams to improve. And, and, but to me, a couple things we haven't talked about that will always be a common denominator, Maureen, is passion. People, it's got to be... I mean, to me, passion is what makes all the difference in the world. If you are really passionate about something, then you're going to find a way to do it and do it well. 
And I would ask people to do a little bit of a gut check and say, why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Why do you do it? Uh, to answer your question, one of the things I'm passionate about is actually similar to what you're doing, the media. Uh, I've worked a lot in the media, done a lot of interviews, so that's something I've been working on and will be transitioning into as an etched part of uh, my professional business because I think you have a, a chance to work with some phenomenal people and learn a ton and get some meaningful messages out to people you can help. Are you um, trying to grow your business as well, your your consulting, Victory Consulting? Or yes, yeah, absolutely. Well? But I, I want to grow it strategically and methodically and not, you know, I've made the mistake based on immaturity and maybe, oh, I don't know, uh, you know, sort of oblivious greed 10 years ago mm-hmm. uh, on taking business and that, you know, kind of like <laughs> the uh, shoot, aim, ready. Yeah, I think everybody does that at one right. point. Right, sure, and, and, and I'd like to be a little bit more strategic, and I've got some unbelievably, uh, everyone at the firm that I have is smarter than me in a multitude of manners, and I love it. So you're like the Jerry Seinfeld of the business world. You surround yourself with people better than you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, it, and amazingly, it, it, it makes you look better, doesn't it? Well, it does. Well, they must be incredible because, I mean, you're, you're, you have a lot to say, and, and, I think, and I've, got, I've learned a lot from, from today. Um, and, and what is your legacy? What do you want to leave behind, you know, 45? I don't mean to be morbid, but, you know, 50. No, not at all. You want to look back, and, or your kids can look at your, their dad's career and say, what? What do, they, what do you want to leave behind? Well, I'm glad you said that. So uh, one of the most prominent exercises I'll do, and I've had multiple, this is going to sound bad, this is the second time I'm bringing up tears, but I've had executives stand up and talk. Pardon me? <laughs> the, the, the reverse Barbara Walters effect. Okay, go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> well, have executives stand up and talk about what are you really thankful for and, and why do you do what you do? Uh-huh. And I, I want to help people continue to get to authenticity. I think authenticity is something that sounds nice, but it's something that very, very few of us are connected to. Mm-hmm. And then I also try to help people to rec- – from a business standpoint, the number one reason people leave their jobs in the workplace is not lack of, lack of opportunity or market growth or opportunity or tuition reimbursement. It's lack of recognition. And I do an exercise really? where I have people say, write down – like if I had you, Maureen, write down the initials of two different people. One is a colleague in business. Uh-huh. One is someone in your personal life, all right? And then I would take 60 seconds each. And you've got to write down as many qualities as you can within those 60 seconds for each. And I'll have groups do that. And at the end of it, I'll say, all right, who had the most? And I'll have people yell it out, 21 qualities, 16. One person says 27. I'll say, anyone be 27? And one woman said, I didn't, but I I, I had 27. I said, the winner is nobody. The question is, when's the last time you've communicated one of those qualities? Oh. We need that. We, thinking about it doesn't do it. So I, I really want to put the human spirit in the workplace because right. it does equal trust and, and profit opportunity. Well, you know, it's funny, but the, the authenticity is a theme that comes up in my show over and over and over again. It's really interesting. I don't know why that is, but it's, it's happening more and more. That's all the time we have left, left today. Are you going to come back and do our show again? I'd love to. Okay, and, and um, please uh, go visit his website, and it's victoryconsulting.com. Our guest was Joe Takish. And I want to thank my executive producer, John Missel, and my wonderful engineer, Justin Jackman, and our theme music uh, composer, Doran Roberts-Kettis. Yes, it's nepotism. And don't forget to go to prinsider.biz and sign up for our weekly reminders. And and, uh, join us next week uh, with Matt Barron from InsideEdgePR.com. Until next time, I'm your host, 
Maureen Kettis, and don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.